Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Here I am. 
Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Blessed by Grace Radio, the Greater Our Nation, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, Sunday morning worship service. We are so elated you could be here with us this Sunday morning, February the 7th. 2020. We're currently here in the Apple Valley Studios this morning. So grateful and elated you are here with us to worship yet another virtual Sunday morning. This morning, our Sunday services will be as follows. We will have our congregational song this morning as we're taking our praise and worship to the throne of grace with God this morning. Also, in addition to that, we will have in my new testimony praise and worship services as well this morning. And then immediately following the praise and worship testimony services were in the comment section below. You are able to take your prayers and your petitions, your praise reports, and your testimonies to the Lord this morning. The Honorable Dr. Bishop Moore, he will say a prayer for you guys. After the morning's prayer and the praise and worship, Brynn will come on singing today, her one solo of the Sunday morning. And then after that, our final voice, Preachings, teachings, and words, and the benediction will be the Honorable Dr. Bishop Moore. Um, we are so elated, like I said, for you guys to be here today in the studio with us via Facebook, via Blog Talk Radio for um, the radio ministry. We're grateful that you could call in or be live on the air with us. 
We apologize for any technical difficulties today. Um, the devil is trying to play tricks right now, but we we are still going to be here in Jesus' name. We are still going to give God the the ultimate praise. So we do apologize if there's any technical difficulties. We are this morning trying to get everything together. So give us a few moments while um, we do try to get that in order for you guys. You might see a different visual on your screen at the moment, but we are still going to be having church in Jesus' name. No matter what the devil tries to do today, we are going to move forward with our service. So you won't have any more service interruptions. But again, we thank you for your patience. And remember, the devil can't win if you don't let him. If you don't give him the all right to win, he is going to be pushed further and further down into the pits from where he decided to try to uproot from. So are we ready in the studio? We will not have our morning congregation song. God bless you all. Amen. Um, excuse me. I woke up with a not feeling too well, but to God be the glory, we're still going to give him some praise. Amen. So I'd like to say, whatever we do, we do on the heavenly mind. I want you guys to go on and help me say this. I don't know all that are listening. It doesn't matter if we can hear you or not. I'm glad to hear you. <clears throat> what we do now, we will the heavenly
that beautiful song this morning. We truly appreciate that song, and it is true. Whatever we do, we do need to do it with a heavenly mind. Whatever we say, we need to say it with God in mind. How we preach, how we pray, how we speak has to line up with the word of God. It can't be our thought. It needs to be God's thought. Whatever we do, we have to do it with righteousness. We have to be about our Father's business in a hurry. We have to get it and get it now. Do it and do it now for God. Not for us, not for any other man, not for the Super Bowl, not for nothing. Today is God's day. I don't care what it looks like, what you may think it might be. You don't know how God's blessing somebody else. We don't know until we are in their shoes. Will you walk a day in somebody else's shoes to see how it feels, what their life is like? You on the outside looking in. Instead of judging them, instead of thinking it could be one way versus the other, just pray for them. If you don't think it looks kosher, say a prayer. It doesn't have to be out loud if you don't want to be out loud. You can do it inwardly. So don't judge today. Let today be about praying for somebody else. Let's give back to our fellow brethren and sisters in Christ. Let us say a prayer. Let us take a moment of this Sunday and let us pray for somebody else. And if you already do pray for others, all across the world, find somebody who you don't think needs the prayer and pray for them because the person you don't think needs the prayer, they need it more than you need the prayer. But we don't know that because we haven't had time to address them with the Lord. But God will allow us to address a concern for someone else with him because he loves when we pray for others. He loves when we are a cheerful giver. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, so let us be that. It's not a monetary thing. You can be a cheerful giver with your prayers, with your kind words, with your God bless you. You can text somebody and say, just text and I love you today. Just want you to know I love you. That's a gift beyond measure. That's an amazing gift. So we are so elated for that. Um, taking up my new prayer request this morning, my prayer request is um, just to keep praying for Ryan. Um, just so grateful that today is his actual birthday. He made 13 years old. He's been having struggles in his life. On um, Friday, he went out to Loma Linda because he had scoliosis. They diagnosed him back in October, and the curve in his back is hurting worse. If he gets over the 60% mark, we're now going to be talking surgery options. And right now, I need prayers because I'm kind of nervous because it is something to do with the spine, and that kind of controls how you walk, how you move, and different things. So if y'all know Ryan and how he already walks, and they already move, just keep praying for him that God will intercede and fix everything to where he doesn't have to have that surgery in the coming months. It's not something that's tomorrow, but if God fixes it now, it'll never have to be. That is my prayer request this morning. Good morning in our Facebook <clears throat> chapter this morning. We do have um, 
Elder Shepherd on. She's saying God bless to everyone, to God be the glory. Praise God for her. She's always a blessing in Sunday school. Deacon Eric Harris, good morning. God bless everybody. Minister Robert Stewart, good morning. God bless everyone. To God be the glory. Good morning and God bless you all. Love you all from Minister Robert Stewart this morning. We have Sister Kiko, our faithful member from our ACLC chapter. She's saying good morning, Bishop and family. So she's giving you a good morning, Bishop. Um, We have Sister Maya. She's saying God is awesome. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank God for healing her and Deacon Eric. They're stronger now because of it. And we are so grateful that they are back stronger than ever, ever, ever. We do have um, another prayer request. Elder Whitehair from Baltimore's prayer request is to keep his daughter Mackenzie. She is sick, so he's asking for prayers for her at the current time. Um, Sister Sandra, a.k.a. Sister Sandy, she's from our Fort Worth, Dallas chapter. She's saying her prayer request is to pray her strength in the Lord, pray for her family, including her sister-in-law and her sister who has the coronavirus. Sister Sandy, we're going to keep praying for your family. Pick you up, lifted before the Lord, and for that demonic spirit of COVID. We're claiming that it is no longer there. They are healed by Jesus' stripes. Effectively, they are healed from COVID. Sister Sharonda Davis, God bless you for being on. Her prayer request is for her strength in the Lord. She's also really asking for prayer for her brother, June. From what I know, that he's just not in the best health conditions at the moment. They know why. God knows why, and God will fix it. We don't have to elaborate why. Just know that keep him in strength and prayer and in love so God can intercede and make him be back to his old, young, spring self where he can keep laughing and giving God some praise. So, Sister Sharonda, we'll keep praying for June. Sister Keisha says, by his strength, he is healed in the name of Jesus. He is healed. Keep her and my mother in prayer, too. As coming up next month is my brother's birthday, who passed away in June of last year. They're still trying to deal with all the bereavement, and they're going to go to his grave site. So just keep them in prayers as they try to get strength along the way. Because when you lose a child, it never gets easier. I've not lost one yet. I came near to it, but by the grace of God, I didn't, and I'm grateful for it. But let's just keep them lifted up as they're going to go to the cemetery and have their moments of day to really think about his life. I'll keep them covered. And thank you, Sister Rakiba. She's watching. So we pray for all the Davis family. We pray for Superintendent Mother Pearlie Moore. We pray for all the Moors as a whole, all the seniors in our church. Uh, we're praying for Pastor Ware, if you ever listen to it, or if you remember, Sister uh, Kathy's on, let Pastor Ware know. We're thinking about it. We love her, and we're praying for her from surgery. Uh, we're praying for Cynthia uh, Scaves. Her niece is still in the hospital. We found out the other day that God is slowly working on it, but she's asking for a boost more of prayers from all the prayer warriors and people that can get a prayer through, that God can really intercede where this baby can breathe on her own and be joyous because the baby is almost about a year to a year and a half, and she's still in the hospital fighting those days. But God is still working, Sister Cynthia, remember that, and we are praying that God works everything out as he already has done. It will be done. Praying for the Harris family. Anybody else that's on our national presence of Greater All Nations, we are praying also that when the doors are finally open in the coming weeks, we're also praying that God will allow us to stay open and that while we're open, we're mindful of COVID, but that we still get to give God the ultimate praise because that is the real reason we're opening the door. We're, we're not forgetting about COVID. We're very smart and wise about it, but we're still realizing that we can be the two or three that assemble where God can be amidst in a storehouse with us there safely, efficiently. If there are no other prayer requests today, we are so grateful and elated. We'll have our national bishop. He will come and give the morning prayer. God bless you, Bishop. 
Now, Christian, we your land this morning. We are here. Amen. Is the thing God. Amen. For his blessing that he has restored from us to allow us to rise and have a base to have a support to have a help. My name is request, amen. Brother, I call your name tonight. I want to let you know we are taking these requests to the Lord. And I'm so grateful to hear from each one of you. There is no distance in prayer. God is everywhere. Yeah. We're going to have to pray this morning, amen, for those, amen, that is still struggling with COVID-19. It's not over with yet. Just because the sun is shining, yeah. we can have some good days. Mm-hmm. It's not over with yet. So let us not forget. Let us stay humble at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Almighty God, this morning, we are your children. We need you this morning. We need you in more than one way. We need you in our strength. We need you to help us this morning. Is to continue to look unto you. Because you is our help and you is our strength this morning. Almighty God, this morning, there are those that is suffering from this COVID disease. And it has taken out many of our beloved ones. The one that is left, give us strength right now. We are sitting in your holy name. Lord, give us strength right now. All those that are suffering and being afflicted from this COVID-19. My God, hear your children crowd this morning. Don't come a deaf ear to them, because we need you this morning. Lord God, no matter where they are right now, they'll lighten up on them just a little bit more. In the name of Jesus, I pray for my, my daughter, in Texas, Sister Sandy, in your family, we come in at Jesus to cover all of their blood right now. In the name of Jesus right now. Lord, take hope. Go there in Jesus' name. Work it out, work it out, work it out, work it out, work it out. My God, my God, I pray for you. Oh, my God, I pray that you're working out. Touch him right now. Rebuke that condition and body in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. What a crowd has been a fucking hand. Then the time you can pray him out. Anytime you have to deliver him. Well, do it, do it, do it. I pray for the struggle this morning. Oh, my God, you know what they're going through. This morning in the name of Jesus.
way younger than me, and even under the age of 15, have been leaving out of here. And we don't know if any of them people know God at all, at all, either personally or just by being taught about it. We don't know. All we can do is pray that some way, somehow, they find you before they get out of here. Yes. That's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. That's a great testimony. From our Facebook chapter, we do have Sister Sabina Swafford Good morning. She's just asking prayers to keep her lifted and strength in the Lord. So awesome. And also, Sister Sabrina, we're going to keep running. Lifted up and pray for you, Sister Veronica Davis. We know what you guys have been going through, and we're just going to keep you guys lifted in prayer. Just said, know that you're doing good is a smile on my face, but I hear you guys are doing well. I know God is answering at least my prayers. As well as anybody else that's keeping your family lifted, he's asking everyone's prayers because you guys are doing, for the most part, you guys are doing A-OK. And that's all we can look for during this tumultuous time of the pandemic with COVID. Anybody that's doing pretty good and they can put a smile on their face, it does my heart good to see that in a moment's time like this, they're extremely happy. So we're so grateful for that. Uh, Sister Keisha, her testimony this morning, let me read it one moment, guys. Her testimony, is she's just saying, her testimony today is that her nephew Ryan, his birthday was today, he turned 13, and that she's glad that God has kept him through every single trial and tribulation with all the health problems. She's thanking God for him turning 13 and praying that the Lord blesses him to see another 13 years. So thank you for that, faith. God bless you for that. Um, Elder Whitehead, his testimony, he's from Baltimore, Maryland, is that he thanks God for another day and also allowing for God, allowing him to see God's grace and mercy. So praise God for that in our chapter here. I do not see, here we go, Sister Sandy. She's saying she wants to give honor to God and to her bishop. She thanks God for saving her life two years ago. She almost died from sepsis, and she prays every day for her life. But God bless you, Sister Sandy. Sepsis is something that you guys don't want to play with. If you don't know about it, research it and keep her in prayer. What's the best thing you can do for somebody? and I'll scream this to the rooftop, is pray for somebody. You don't have to know why they're sick. You don't have to know what's wrong. But if somebody says, please pray for me, don't ask why. Just pray. Don't be all nosy. Let me tell you, first and foremost, if somebody tell me they need prayer, I just start praying. I don't have to know why you need for me to know in the prayer the Lord can reveal it to me, to you, and everybody else. So let us pray for one another. Let us love one another. Let us uplift anybody, because at this day and age, with God coming back quicker than we can black, quicker than we can bat an eye, we need to pray for everybody. God will answer those prayers if we're sincere. He's not going to turn our prayer away. He's going to actually uplift the prayer, and he's going to make sure the prayer is answered. Just like what's already announced over uh, with Sister Deborah here in the testimony and the uh, prayer request, she was saying that just be ready for the answer. When you ask God for something, be prepared for the answer. Because what you think you might need, God might keep some better in store for you than what you wanted for yourself. You don't know it yet, but God knows it. From the time that you were put into your mother's womb, he knows every second of your life, how it was going to go from the moment you touched down here on earth until the time the Lord calls you back home to be in his kingdom. He knows what you need, what you're going to ask for, and what he's going to give you. So just be ready to receive the blessing. Be ready to handle the blessing that he's already provided for you. You don't see the manifestation of it yet, but it's coming. So we are so grateful today for praise and worship. We're grateful for Sunday service. Another Sunday service. We're doing so good. We're just so happy for you guys that you guys are here with us. Keep sharing our services. It matters.
when you guys share our services on Facebook Live to your friends and your family, when you share the radio on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, it is such a blessing. And really quick before I forget, we are so grateful for last Sunday. Bishop was on fire. He had us on the edge of our seat in the National Prayer Conference. When he was teaching to us, he had us on the edge of our seat. We're grateful for the conference of Elder Shepherd. We're grateful, I mean, for uh, Elder Harper. We're grateful for Elder Shepherd for the songs, all those beautiful songs last Sunday. She tore the house down. Grateful for Rayla singing her solo. Grateful for all the prayer band, um, Evangelist Earl, Evangelist Harris, uh, Missionary Scape, and everybody else. We are so grateful for you guys in that prayer conference. It was so awesome. I was ready every day for the 12 to 7, still getting it every day, 12 to 7, the beautiful uh, Bible luncheon, and then the Bible prayer services at 7. I'm grateful. That stuff really has kept all those 21 days. So I'm grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for everything we're doing at Great All Nations to keep us together as a unified church. We're still there, and we're still tearing down the devil any and every way that we can. So we're so grateful for that. We're thankful that there are no more testimonies here in the studio. Also, we have um, Missionary Webb. She's also God bless you. You always support us on the radio, you and Elder Webb. We're thankful for you guys. So beautiful of the people to share us and keep listening to us. We have a lot of great stuff in store for 2021. God is just getting started with. We're ready to roll with him. So be on the lookout for some great stuff. As our year progresses, we're going to come back stronger than ever. Pandemic hasn't shut us down. The devil ain't got his hand on nothing because God has his hand on everything. This morning, Rayla will come now and see with you our morning. As solo. God bless you guys, and thank you for the morning services. I'm
was here at our church. She just kept mentioning real quick to pray for her co-worker. She works around, and one of her co-workers is not well. She's asking for prayers. And while we're on this subject, one of our favorite salespersons at our local Albertson in Alpha Valley, fighting for his life on ICU, his name is Delvin Tumbling. So if you can remember those two in your prayers and your thoughts right now, fighting for your life on ICU. His mom had died about six weeks ago. They were trying to brace from COVID with his mother passing, and now he's fighting for his life on ICU. So you guys can keep both of them again under the prayers. Now we'll have a final speaker for the final word, teaching and preaching, and our benediction. This is our national bishop, the honorable Dr. Bishop Rossmore. God bless you, Bishop. Michigan, amen, in radio land. This is amen, Dr. Moore, coming to you once again in Jesus' name. We are so elated to be back with you on this Sunday, lifting up the name of Jesus. We, amen, are here to praise the Lord for his goodness and his mercy. And we are praying and continuing to pray for those, amen, as I said, COVID-19 is not over with. Amen. So don't get at ease. Don't get so relaxed, amen, that you think you can just go back out there, amen, and nothing's going to happen. God, I'm not totally lifted this spirit up. So we want to be mindful, amen, that this spirit carried death. And I'm, I'm sure, amen, that you can witness that. Amen, because many of our friends, we have lost. But thank God, amen, he spared us for some reason that we're still here. Is to testify for his glory. God bless you everywhere, amen, that you are tuned in to listen at the word of God this morning. We're coming to you this morning from Romans, the sixth chapter, verse 6 through 17, and Revelation 21, 7 and, and 8. Romans, the sixth chapter, verse 6 through 17, says, Know know this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being risen from the dead, he died no more. And death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore range in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither hear ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness, understand, 
but yield yourself unto God. As those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall have for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we say? Because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbids. Know ye not that he whom ye gear yourself servant to obey, his servant you are, to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedient unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servant of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Revelation 21, 7 and 8 says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelief and the abomination and murders and homongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which born with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Thank God for the reading of his word this morning. We want to, amen, sign out, saying, put your spiritual ears in tune this morning. God is the spirit, and they that worship him, they must worship him and in truth. Paul was talking to the Romans this morning, and he was talking, amen, to the Christians. Those that had dedicated their lives to the Lord. And somewhere in the church area, Paul was to encourage them, say, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Our old man, that is our old deeds that we used to do, crucified with Christ. In other words, they are buried with Jesus Christ. Your old deeds that you used to do. They are buried with Christ, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Paul is encouraging the Christians this morning is to not to serve sin. Even though we are yet in this fleshly body, we are not to serve sin. I believe, amen, in this day and age, we must rightly divide the word of truth. I believe also today, man, is what you call it? A day, amen, that many is all around the television. There are many, amen, that is giving their attention to Super Bowl this morning. But I want to say, amen, the Bible says that 
this old man is crucified with him. That we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. If you don't die in Christ, you are free from sin. And I want to talk about the necessity of holiness. Holiness is necessary. Hebrews 12 and 14 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. It is very necessary to live a holy life in God's sight. It is necessary to live a holy life in front of your brothers and your sisters if you claim in salvation and claim it to know Jesus Christ. It is necessary for you to show this example. Holiness is necessary for the Christian life. I'm talking about real Christian. Now, we know, amen, that God has a church, and we know the devil has a church. But I'm talking about those that have been bought with the person's blood of Jesus Christ. It is necessary for, amen, a Christian to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. Not pleasing to himself or herself, but pleasing unto the Lord. We are dead to sin. In other words, if we are in Jesus Christ, we do not practice sin. We, amen, are living unto righteousness. Through the new birth of Jesus Christ, we have put on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We are alive to Christ. We're not dead people in Christ. But we are alive, amen, to Christ. Christ move and have his being within our life. We are alive. Our attention ought to be on Jesus. Our thoughts and our words ought to be on about Jesus Christ. Holiness is necessary to please God. If we are not holy, we can't please God. Because the writer says, be ye holy, for I am holy. And holy without no man shall see the Lord. Holiness is necessary. Holiness is a way of the Lord. Holiness is a way that the church is to be without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Or in the first thing, live it holy, dedicate it, give it all that you have to the Lord. Holiness is necessary for heaven. If you go up to heaven, you're going to have to be holy. Sin and Satan was cast out of heaven. Why? Because sin got into Satan. And Satan was no more a holy angel. He was a sinful angel. 
casted him out of heaven. Heaven is the dwelling place for the holiness. That's where God dwells in. Amen. And if we are going to see Jesus, we got to be holy. God is holy without any doubt. You can't make him no less than what he is. God is holy. Holiness is the one of the characteristics of God. In other words, he is totally and absolutely pure and undefiled. You can't find no fault in Jesus. There was no God or no sin was found in Jesus. As he walked in on earth as a man, there was no fault to be found. Pilate said, I can find no fault in this man. He lived a holy life. He lived a sinless life. Because of this attribute of God, he cannot tolerate sin in any form or fashion. It is against his nature. God can't tolerate sin in any form or fashion. Many of this morning is going to the listen to the Super Bowl this morning, and they got their mind more on Super Bowl than it is on Jesus. I want you to examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith or not. Prove yourself except you be reprobate. It was because of Luther's sin and God's holiness that Luther was cast out of heaven. Luther's also known as Satan was one of the angels in heaven. But he became proud and created hook in heaven. Satan and those angels which followed his leader was cast out of heaven immediately because God will not abide with sin. Listen, church, God is not going to abide with sin. If you are a Christian and you're living in the righteousness of the Lord and you're doing everything that you know how to do in righteousness, in holiness, your life can be pleased with God if you have been born again, transformed from this old world of this old life into a new life. Holiness is necessary. Don't let people tell you that holiness is not necessary because Jesus was our example to prove to us that holiness is necessary. If he told the angel, Luther was out of heaven, and all that followed him, God also would not allow us to get into heaven. Satan and those angels would follow. His lead was cast out of heaven immediately because God will not abide with sin. The Bible says, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, 
which is our reasonable service. Our body, amen, is God's temple. Our body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you allow sin to live into your body, you have defiled the temple. And if you don't repent of your sin, you are not going to get into heaven. God cannot tolerate sin. If he didn't do it from the angel that he created, he certainly is not going to do it for merely me. God created a beautiful world and placed Adam and Eve in a wonderful paradise called the Garden of Eden. The enemy deceived him. That same old enemy, no matter how perfect and professing it was, in the garden, that old enemy is still around today is to deceive you and I in this corrupt world that we are living in. The enemy does not want you and I is to live a holy life, a righteous life, a clean life. And we cannot do it on our own. Isaiah, the 64th chapter, I believe, he said, our righteousness is as filthy rags in the eyesight of the Lord. So we can't please God no matter what we do, amen, because our righteousness is filthy. We were born in sin, and we are shaped in a different way. So after God had created this beautiful garden, the enemy deceived them, however, and they sinned and lost their state of innocence. When you sin and you've been born again by the Spirit of the Lord, you lose state of innocence. You ain't innocent no more. When you break the law of God, break his commandments, you are not innocent anymore. Thank God that we have an advocate, a mediator, that we can go to if we stand. We can go to Jesus, our high priest, and ask him to forgive us. Because he's the only somebody that can forgive us all our sins. Humanity faces several judgments because of their disobedience. One aspect of judgment was death. Jesus told Adam, amen, the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Death was brought up on humanity because sin. Man been dying ever since, and we are still dying. They were sinners to die. And they began to age. When they were in the garden, they didn't, they didn't age. They were young, useful, no wrinkles, no back problem, no heart trouble when they were in the garden. But when they sinned, disease fell upon them. They began to age and look different from what they were when they were in that glorified body. Now, worst judgment. Of all was separated from God. 
because of their sin. If you separate from God because of your sin, you are in misery. I don't care what you try to do to replace it. You can drink all day long. You can party all day long. You still are in misery because you are separated from God. That's a terrible thing to be separated from God. In days of Lazarus, the rich man that died said, let Lazarus come down here and dip his finger in some water and put on my scotch and tongue because I am in torment. But the wife replied back saying, he can't come because there's a gut between him and you. Even if he wanted to come, he couldn't come. To be separated from God is a miserable thing, even in the darkest hour of sin. I have a ray of hope being in earthward from heaven. God promised a redeemer to deliver his people from sin and bondage. Even the darkest hour of sin, God gave us some hope. See, we got hope. Amen. When we have Jesus Christ, we got hope. The blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless Lamb of God, would make salvation possible for the human race. It took the blood. It takes the blood of Jesus, not the blood of the goat, not the blood of any man us. Of the Lamb, for it was the blood of Jesus that gave the human race hope. The eternal God would clothe himself in flesh. Almighty God clothed himself in flesh. God clothed himself in flesh. Come down to this world to redeem us. Come to a little burden by the name of Mary. The angel said that she should have a child. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. God came down, clothed himself in flesh to redeem us from sin. How wonderful that was. Mankind experienced the thought and experienced the call of the new birth. And I'm going to say, amen, have you really, really, really been born again? Have you really been changed in your life since you said you accepted Jesus? Let me tell you, amen, something when I didn't understand the word of God. When I was young and I didn't know any better, I won't name the church, but I was going to a church. And people say they were getting saved. I didn't know what salvation was. And I began to learn what the other young people were saying. So I said it too. You can just say anything. You saw a star moving. God hand touched me. A song comes in your mind. And they will tell you, you will say. There are people who will build up on that lie. 
You want to say, the preacher will shake your hand and tell you now you are saved. No, no, my children, you've got to be born again. Change from the inside. Got to put on this new birth through repentance. How you do it? You do it through repentance. Man or woman, boy or girl, no matter who they are, they must come godless sorry for their sin. Lord, I have sinned. I acknowledge my sin before you. I'm sorry. Forgive me for my sin. The water of the Lord likes a broken heart. The heart that's a break of the private ground, amen, that was in you flying around. The private ground's got to be broken up. It's got to be cultivated. I'm talking about being really born again. Through repentance, baptized in Jesus' name, it is so important to go down in the right name. And every born-again believer, listen to me. Listen to the word of God. You've got to be, you got to go down in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. There is no other name given among heaven whereby a man must be saved, just the name of Jesus. If you have not been down in Jesus' name, in water baptism, you ain't been down in the right name. And my brothers and sisters, I'm not saying that he meant to make light of people. People just didn't know any better. But read the word of God for yourself. And it will let you know that you've got to go down in the name, not of the name, but I in, in the name of Jesus. For the remission of your sins and the in feeling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You got to be amen after you go down in Jesus' name. You got to be in feel with the Holy Ghost of the Holy Spirit. You got to amen. Now, the Holy Ghost, amen, is to come in your life. You didn't complete your salvation if you didn't let the Holy Ghost come in. I know many people stop at Bethany. They don't go to Jerusalem. They stop and get a great blessing. They feel the anointing of the Lord. They feel the quickness power of the Lord. But Jesus said, don't just go to Bethany. He said, go to Jerusalem and stay there until you'll be in dialogue with power from on high. And you know what happened on the day of Pentecost? They said, these men are drunk off a new wine. But Peter stood up and said, they are not drunken as ye suppose. This is the third hour of the day. But this is what the prophet Joel prophesied. He said, in the last day, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And upon your maid and your maid and me and upon your servant. I'm a poor my spirit. 
And when he poured it out on the day of Pentecost, there was about 120 in the upper room. And the Bible tells us that they all, not some of them, but they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. The necessity for holiness. It is necessary for us to live a holy life. I praise him. Ah, we are born again. We are new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, amen, when we are born again, we are new creation in Christ Jesus. At the initial point of the new birth experience, a person is a perfect baby in Christ. When you first come to Jesus Christ, you are a baby. You don't know everything. There's a lot of room for growth. Amen. And, and when, when we get in Jesus, when you start growing, you never stop growing. You'll grow till the Lord takes you out of this world. This growth process is mature in Christ and become more like Jesus. You see, amen, this, this maturity that we grow in, we come to be more like Jesus. Not like the flesh, but more like Jesus. John said, I decrease and Jesus increase. Put me, put my flesh out of the way. It's not about Mr. Moore. Amen. It's not about what I don't accomplish. It is about Jesus. Bring Jesus forward. A person taking on the holy nature of God and his spiritual birth. But he still lives in a fleshly body. Holiness is necessary to clean and to prepare him to live a Christian life. Now, we still live in a fleshly body. But holiness is necessary to clean you up and to prepare you for living a Christian life. And ultimately, to prepare him for heaven. Without holiness, we cannot even see the Lord. Now, this is the word of God, amen, that I am bringing to you this morning. Without holiness, we can't even see the Lord. Holiness is necessary for a Christian life. We are dead to sin. That means we don't allow sin. We don't practice sin. We are dead to sin. Once we have been born and changed and transformed into a new creature, we are dead to sin. Before coming to God, a person is alive to sin. Before coming to God, we were alive because we were born in sin. We were alive to sin. And never what sin say do. We tried to do it. Because, amen, that is who we obey. It was sin. Indeed, sin is the master that reigns in his life. When we were disobedient to God, sin was our master. We didn't belong to God. No matter how much we talked about him, 
It says how much we love him. If we have not been born again, we didn't want us. We were still sinful. Sometimes we may wonder how and why some individual commits horrible acts of violence and sin. It is because they are not in complete control. They are serving their master Satan. This is why people commit horrible crimes. And commit all kinds of sins because they are serving their master. Satan is their master. And that is who they are serving. It is because they are not in complete control. For this reason, people are bound by drugs, alcohol, and sinful pleasure, enslaving individuals, often despised the life that they are living, but they feel powerless to deny their sinful urges. As many out there, they despise the life that they are living, but sin got a hold to them. Sin is causing you to do wrong. When I, before I got saved, I used to smoke cigarettes. And my body was telling me all the time that them cigarettes ain't no good for you. It would actually be burning me in my chest, and I'm still puffing on it. My body was trying to tell me they are not any good for you. But I was addicted to that because that was sin. I had that urge, Lord. I was powerless. Because I didn't have nothing to help me to overcross. Once I came to Jesus, yes. then God took me 80 years ago. And I have not had a taste for cigarettes or no other kind of beverage or drugs. When we come to God, the first thing that we must do is to believe in God. That's the first thing we got to do. You got to believe in God. You got to believe that God will, that God can. God will bless those that diligently seek Him. Those that put their faith and trust in Him, you got to believe in Him. It is impossible to please God without faith. You got to have faith in God. It ain't nobody, amen, can tell me that there is no God because my faith says there is a God. God has moved too many mountains in my life for me to doubt say there yeah, is a yeah, God. Yeah. I know without any shadow of a doubt that there is a God. But they feel powerless. We must believe that he is able and willing to help us. And we must have faith in his word, which will motivate us to obey him. Now, you got to have faith in the word of God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them 
that diligently seek him. Oh, he is a reward to those that diligently seek him. With true faith in God and his word, a sinner will feel remorse from his sin, convicted in his heart of his sinful pain. He repent of his sin and confess his transgression to God, seeking forgiveness that is a spiritual death, dying out of sin and out of self-desire. You got to die out of sin and out of self-desire. It's no more I, no more what I can do. But it's with Christ who's living within me now. Because sinners has died spiritually to his own sinful will of burial is being in order. The scripture reveals that we are buried with Christ in water baptism. As we are emerged in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 6 and 4. We got to be buried. Bury that old man, his old deed. But you go down in the water. You ought not come up the same way that you went down with the same thoughts that you had. You ought to leave those old thoughts down. You ought to come up in a resurrection thoughts. After a person has died spiritually in repentance and has been buried in the name of Jesus Christ, he is ready to receive a resurrection of new life in Christ. Yes, he's ready to receive a resurrection. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. You want to receive a resurrection? You don't have to wait till that general resurrection to come. You receive a, a resurrection when you, re, when you receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Complete the new birth experience by resurrecting him to walk in a new spirit and motivation in life. When you come up, you come up, amen, a new individual, a new man, a new woman. Those old things that you used to do, you don't crucify them. You don't bury them. You just don't want to do them no more. Then you begin to grow in Christ Jesus. We are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Dead to the past life of sin and defeat. Those things are passed away, and all things have become new. The new convert takes on the divine nature of Christ. His desire of change. The thing he wants love, he hates. And the thing he wants hate, he loves. See, if you don't hate the thing that you once loved, you ain't truly repented right. 
Because when you really repent right, you're going to hate the sin that you used to do. For instead, God hates sin. And after receiving the Holy Ghost, the new Christian also hates sin. If you've been born again, the new Christian hates sin. You don't believe in letting sin have room in your mind or in your soul. Whoso we who we lose our appetite for the sinful pleasure that filled our life before we were converted. Yes, it's moving a ball game when you hang up. When you was in the world, you lose those appetites. Now you want to please your Lord and your Master. Unfortunately, this does not mean that Christian is incapable of sin. The flesh of nature is still present in us. And uh, sin is still trying to do those things. But we can live victorious over sin as long as we keep the old nature of sin under submission. To the new spirit within us, a person with sin. If he allow his blessed desire to overpower the influence of the Spirit of God, he will see if you allow the flesh to overpower the Spirit of God. As long as we are living in this flesh, the balance of control over our lives will continue to reign. Or we got a battle to live a holy life. But God give us power to overcome sin and live holy. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You see, God give us power to overcome sin through the Holy Ghost. The early church members were first called Christians in Antioch because they reminded the people of the lifestyle of Christ Jesus. What a tremendous compliment that there was. People were going to call them because you see, they saw a different lifestyle in them. And uh, I want to say that me and them women ought to see a different lifestyle in you and I. All of this is a process of growing where a period of time we cut the flood trace. And become more like you. Now, like the actual Christians, are you like Jesus that you hang on? Are you still struggling with the problem of this old 
overcome Satan and his wickedness. Uh, and I'm coming this way, spirit of a mama, but it's a lifetime journey for others. We gotta keep on trusting in Satan can learn not to be satisfied at any certain level for their spirit to grow and stop there. I don't care how much you can learn and how much anointing you have, you ought not be satisfied. You ought to keep on striving and struggling up this whole way. Since it took a lifetime to grow in grace, uh, it'll be a I'm 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.